listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm Bree. And I'm Rachel. We're going to label this the social distancing episode because we all are in our own homes, or at least all in different places for this episode. So it's going to sound a little different. And we're also actually going to be talking about social distancing and uh, what's actually happening with all of us while we're in our homes, uh, what's going on in the world around us right now with this uh, global pandemic, the the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, we figured it would be a good time for us to, to reflect on what's happening around us, uh, how we can have so, do some self-care, because that's really important when we're in these really stressful situations, and also how the church is responding, how each of our individual churches are responding. Um, and I think Brie, this is this is your episode. I don't I don't know if we labeled this one like a breeze, as something. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but this, whatever. This, this is this is your thing. So uh, where do you want to start? What 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 do we want to start talking about first? Well, so just to give everyone some context, um, at least here in the state of Missouri, as about of about twenty minutes ago, the Missouri governor basically instated stay at home for the entire state of Missouri. Um, now, those of us who live in St. Louis City and St. Louis County have um, been abiding by that kind of a policy for the last probably week and a half. I know that at the International Center where we are employed, um, many of the people that work there are pretty much all working from home at this point. So. I've been working from home for about a week and a half. Um, I haven't been out very much, save for a couple of, you know, grocery shopping trips a couple of times. Um, And so I think the first thing that I want to do is talk about how, I mean, how is it affecting you guys? You know, for me, um, it's very important to, like, check in on people. So I'll even... I'll call my coworkers once a day and just, or, you know, my, my teammates and just be like, Hey, what's going on? What do you got going on? Like, this is, this is a really good opportunity to sort of speak to people on a personal level and be vulnerable. So if you wanted to share like a high and a low of being stay at home or socially distant or whatever, I think, I think there are pros and cons. So it would be interesting to see sort of what, you all are experiencing good or bad. So I am hopeful that I hit my low at the beginning of this week. (laughs) Same. Uh, Monday and Tuesday were both just, they were just rough. Like it was a number of things that sort of stacked up together. I had, you know, I was running into roadblocks with trying to get work done and that was frustrating and I felt like I couldn't get any real momentum going and then I also had where I'm just like stuck at home and I live alone and so I don't get to see people and normally I actually get a lot of my sort of personal interactions from work uh and so I'm like Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna see any humans except you know the stranger at the grocery store and that's just not satisfying and that was overwhelming and I was dealing with also just uh 
grieving the loss of I had to say goodbye to my dog at the beginning of March um yeah. and so like that's that's on top of all of all of this as well and so it's just ugh, rough but I feel like uh like on Wednesday I woke up with a new mindset and I was like I had sort of wrapped my mind around this is how things are this is the context you're in it felt a little bit actually it felt a little bit like it did after I had a, oh, wow, this so this just now came to me. Um, it <laughs> felt a little bit like it did after I had like a really severe culture shock when I lived in Japan. And I had oh, an episode that was just really intense and it's just psychologically draining and wrenching and awful. And it doesn't make sense. Anyway, that's what it felt like when I came out of that. I was like, okay, this is how it is. I will move on. <laughs> and that's, that's sort of what it feels like. So maybe it's a little like culture shock. I don't know if there's other missionaries out there listening. Can you, do you feel like you could agree with that or other, other people who have lived abroad and gone through the culture shock experience? Uh, any similarities? Maybe let us know. So I've been working at home and we should, we should probably uh, say that we're recording this on uh, on April third, so this is going to be dropping a, a few weeks a few weeks from now, uh, post Easter. So <laughs> who knows? By the time this posts, uh, things could be totally different. Uh, I right. guess we'll find out <laughs> when this episode drops. Um, but I've been working at home for around two weeks, I think. I've kind of lost track of days. Um, we're in a new month now, so I'm really confused <laughs> what's actually happening. Every day kind of feels the same. The first week was probably the lowest, though. It was. The transition was super hard. I think I probably had like one of those big emotional cries every day because it was just, it was just weird. I was, you know, we were all transitioning. I was setting up my my home office so I could record and broadcast from home and my husband was still working and it was just it was just hard. Um, and not being able to see people, uh, that that transition of being around people to being around literally nobody for an entire day uh, was was just really really uh, emotionally and mentally taxing. Um, my husband is is now not working, so he's home with me all day, which is both uh, a blessing and a curse, I guess, you know, because he, <laughs> he, wa he wants to be working too, so it's hard on him. I'd, I appreciate having him around, though. It's nice to have another person in the house. I mean, it, it was exciting also to have that transition, which was a weird thing. You know, it's, it's a new adventure. It's a new normal for us. So it was it was also this this new adventure to... Um, to have to set up a studio and to have to do things from home and to kind of figure out what was going to happen. And I I like new adventures, sort of, for the most part. So this one is going to be a longer one than we all expected, maybe at the beginning. A blessing in disguise, I think, is that I've actually been talking even more with my friends and my close family. Yeah. Um, even though it's all virtually, we've been video chatting more. You know, I video chatted with my brother and sister-in-law and their kids this morning for like an hour and they were just like showing them around the house and they were showing us their toys and it was just super fun. So yeah. there's there's all these connection points that are happening now that we've sort of kind of been like we chat, but we, we don't like video chat this much. Um, and I'm actually hoping that when all of this calms down I'm not I'm, I don't even want to say going back to normal anymore because I don't even know if it's <laughs> I don't know when it's actually going to feel like normal again but when this all kind of passes uh, I really hope we keep some of that 
that connection with people that we've developed um, out of necessity. I hope we keep those that connection and and uh, checking in on each other because it's such an important thing. As I'm listening and thinking and and sort of mentally processing all of this, for me, I've I'm wondering like how much. How much have I, it's almost a regret because it's like, how much have I taken community for granted? You know, like Mm -hmm. it's work. It's not, you know, your, it's not your buddies. It's not hanging out fun times. I mean, it's, it can be pretty fun sometimes, but it's not, (laughs) you still have a job to do. You have a paycheck that you have to make. And Mm -hmm. just being away from that, has its its stressors or lack of it's a different kind of stress i mean man the corona crisis were real for me this week like i just yeah. I, I miss my team i miss being in that building i went grocery mm-hmm. shopping on wednesday with my husband and i'm like does it feel kind of like post-apocalyptic dystopian society <laughs> right now? Because like there was a handful of people in the store and they were all wearing masks and there was like a tumbleweed and a pinball machine and the liquor. <laughs> like, I'm just like, what is happening right now? Like what even, what have we been thrown into? So mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's being around people is so important. Like there's a reason there's a reason that God designed us the way that he designed us. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, this may, this may have been an introvert's paradise for the first four or five days, but like, I have to believe like nobody, nobody wants this. And I think that that's just reflective of God's plan for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is, it is very similar to, I, you know, if you read historical accounts of the world wars and how, one day life is normal and the next day everything's different and you have no idea for how much longer it's going to be. Mm-hmm. You're in it just until the end. For me, you know, things haven't perhaps changed as much as they have for you guys. I'm a homeschool mom. Mm-hmm. You know, we quarantine pretty much all the time anyway. But <laughs> that doesn't mean that it is easy because as you were saying, Brie, even the introverted homebodies like me, we're going crazy right now. Like, I feel for you extroverts, but we very, I feel so thankful about this that, you know, when Ken deployed in January after about a month, we had a, a regularly scheduled, we're going to go spend a month or two with grandma and grandpa in Michigan, where there's a lot more room out in the country to run. And so we got here uh, mid-February and then coronavirus hits very soon after that. And I feel so thankful that we're in a place where, yes, we are very social isolated you know we're miles outside of town but the kids can run and play out in the grass and you know enjoy that and I I feel so thankful but I also feel so isolated Mm -hmm. we may have only gone out you know three four five times a week to church to youth group to the grocery store to whatever those are gone (laughs) and just because we only have a few outings doesn't mean those outings aren't extremely important to us in fact perhaps more important one challenge for me has been we're in michigan and so we're going on week three of um social distancing now and the governor announced 
yesterday that uh, schools are just going to be out for the rest of the year. Now, you be that homeschool mom who explains to your kids that (laughs) nothing has changed for them. (laughs) But it's it's hard enough to keep them focused on task, you know, and once the spring weather hits anyway, but when they know that every other kid in the state is just done for the year. It's that's yeah. been rough. So motivation has been tough. But I again, I just feel so thankful that it could have been so much worse. And it mm-hmm. is a lot worse. And I I I don't want to sound smug because I know there are people who have lost their jobs. There are people who are alone in an apartment with no one to check on them and that it's rough. And I feel so much compassion and the kids and I pray for those people that we don't even know, you know, every day. And we'll continue to do that. But for my part, I just feel a lot of gratitude. Like for me, a blessing in disguise, we haven't spent any money. Like all the all the things <laughs> you could be doing, like going out to eat and stuff, like we saved a bunch of money this past month because we haven't had to do that. So like yeah, although had to it should be noted that my Amazon book budget has gone up. Just <laughs> <a> <laughs> But we're Whoops. we're all reading. That's time, necessary, which, though. <laughs> yeah, essential. Yeah. That's essential. We haven't had to fill our car up with gas in I don't know how long because we're not going anywhere. And if it we do go anywhere, it's close enough that we're either walking or biking. So mm-hmm. we we drive like maybe once, maybe twice a week, maybe. So there there are Kennedy. some there are silver linings to this. Mm-hmm. in places. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think another silver lining that I would like to touch on is um sort of the resilience of the church. Mm-hmm. Um yes. The ability like I I don't know what the future holds for our congregations and I think that there's a lot of uncertainty and anxiety and you know I can I can say that you know God's got this. It's in God's hands. And that's true. And that is not necessarily a balm right now for people. But to see a lot of churches sort of adapting and overcoming so quickly um, in the last few weeks, churches that are live streaming on Facebook or they've set up a YouTube account and basically, you know, making it, and even if it's like, having communion with 10 or less people at a time, sort of the ability for churches and church leaders and pastors to adapt to this whole situation, I think has been tremendously fascinating and heartening to experience. Um, I know yeah. for us personally at our church, um, we've switched to an all online streaming format um, for church service and Bible study. And that's, it's been weird to get accustomed to, but I'm, we are blessed that we actually have that opportunity to be able to connect in that way. Um, So it is, I mean, it is interesting to see how each congregation is sort of governing how they get through this whole Mm -hmm. pandemic thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm very thankful for technology at this point. I keep people keep uh, relating what we're going through now to the 1918 pandemic, and I just I keep thinking about 
how really blessed we are to have all of this technology and to be able to do the things mm -hmm. that we're able to do now. Um, I mean, a hundred years ago, you, you couldn't do any of this stuff. So it was a completely different situation. And it's, it has been a struggle though for churches, uh, for church, uh, for pastors, for church musicians, uh, for people who work in the church to be able to uh, still take care of their flock when they can't actually physically meet face to face because so much of the church is being physically present with each other and communion is a you're physically present for communion mm -hmm. and we don't get to do that um either as a as a whole church or 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 at all that is hard and that's hard for a pastor to go through and i i i feel for pastors who are who are struggling with this and especially as i mean by the time this podcast drops it will will be post easter but right now you know we're we're pre easter and so you know, pastors are, they've got to deal with this for Easter, which is just, it is a hard time of the year to not be able to, to meet together and to not, to know that we're not going to be able to celebrate Easter together. It's, it's, it's hard. It's weird. I just yeah. want to cry every but time I think about be, it. I mean, mm -hmm. but will there be an Easter that we will be looking forward to and anticipating more than this one? Like, yeah, <laughs> like in our lifetimes, is there going to be another one that we look forward to with such anticipation and longing? I don't think so. I, mean, I, I feel that. like we're we're yeah. living the beatitude. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I haven't. Right. It's been going on a month since I've had the opportunity to have the Lord's Supper. And mm. it just the desire for that doesn't go yeah. away and I just yeah. mm -hmm. I know there were churches that up until very recently only communed quarterly and I don't know how I would thrive <laughs> under those circumstances <laughs> um, yeah. but I'm I'm so in awe of the pastors and other you know church staff and communicators um, who have just just figured it out um, you know pastors a, a lot of pastors they are not necessarily tech savvy it's not mm -hmm. they, there isn't a huge emphasis on that in in seminary they're taught theology they're taught missiology they're not taught technology but the fact mm -hmm. that so many of them have jumped in feet first and even if it's a little awkward the first week or two the sink is off maybe the video sideways they're <laughs> doing their best to get the word to the people and yeah. i feel so much appreciation for that and for you know the pastors who are sending out extra devotional materials the mm -hmm. youth groups that are taking the the time and trouble to get together with all the kids and meet by zoom you know it, just mm -hmm. everything that allows us to continue the community of the church and the spread of the word i'm i am yes jaw-droppingly in awe of how the <laughs> church is rising up to meet these challenges I have to give a shout out to the LCMS communications team too uh, for their work. I know right at the beginning of all of this, when it all happened, when it all went down, uh, there were several people that, you know, just churning out these resources so that the pastors who who don't really know what they're doing can do something and, and still be connected with their people. And a shout out also to uh, the KFUO staff for continuing chapel services too. Speaking of pastors, mm -hmm. uh, chapel services that are generally from the International Center, but nobody's there now. So, um, <laughs> you know, putting together these quote unquote chapel services from people's homes, uh, piecing stuff together so that we so that we're still able to do that too. 
um, as a daily thing because there are people who are relying on those resources. Um, I am right now. I'm still tuning in to chapel every day. (laughs) It's it's a highlight (laughs) of my morning. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, well, and for those of us who who work at the International Center or who that already was part of our day, now where it's even more so like I'm home, this is still part of it's still connecting me back to all of these people, even if I'm not with them in person. You know, I know that we're all still, you know, tuning into chapel. It's kind of cool. So as we talk about pastors and leaders of the church, serving their congregate members, you know, sort of in some cases, bending over backwards to make sure that people can quote unquote, attend church every week. I was wondering what everyone's thought was about how, how can we reciprocate that as, as members of a church? How can we show support to our pastors, our DCEs, our teachers, to our our church as a building even like what are your thoughts on on how you do that first and first and foremost of course pray (laughs) pray 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 for them (laughs) for the world but also and i need to be even more disciplined about this than i have been uh make sure that check gets in the mail or if your church has online Mm -hmm. giving you know be be hyper disciplined about that because you know that a lot of other people are maybe struggling to keep up with that. And, you know, Mm -hmm. if we can help shoulder that burden to make sure that we have a church to go back to when this is all over, that really strikes me as important. But I know Mm -hmm. that those are just the low hanging fruit. I'm sure you all have better answers than that. (laughs) Well, I, so I, I work in fundraising at Synod and I have the privilege of speaking with LCMS donors who sometimes come to us and they're like, look, I want to be able to help. I want to be able to support World Relief Human Care. I just had a conversation with a gentleman. He he lives in, in Nashville. So his congregation and community was hit really hard by those recent tornadoes. And he emailed me mm. and he said, no, man, I really want to help right now. But I mean, what do you think? What What should I do? And so I personally think it's the right thing to do. And, and I'm certain that my, my teammates would endorse this, but I, I'm telling him, I'm saying, look, do what you can for your community. Do what you can for your church, your pastor, that $5 that you typically give to the global mission fund every month, tack it onto your offering. Like, or, you know, there are different, there are different ways to in, like increase your tithing. Maybe, do it three times a month for a while instead of two. Um, maybe increase your tithing by two or three dollars every week. Like, there's a bunch of different ways to do it that will sort of have this multiplying factor, which would then be a blessing to not only the congregation and the ministry of the church, but to those those who are serving us as well as as shepherds of the flock. There was, I think it's it's over now, but Adrienne Hines uh, with a, there's usually a mug swap every year that uh, that she gets Lutheran ladies involved in. And at, at this time of pandemic, instead, uh, we, we got the mug swap together, but instead it was exchanging $5 for something, you know, a, an Amazon gift card for your pastor, a, a coffee gift card for a pastor or a $5 donation to 
you know, an RSO or some or a local food pantry or something, but supporting because we can't like offer to babysit because social distancing, buying gift cards to a restaurant and also supporting a local small business at the same time, you know, giving those types of things to to our pastors and church workers so that they can, you know, enjoy a, a night not having to cook since everyone is cooking at home and apparently stress baking every day or something. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I um, haven't made my sourdough starter yet, but I have plans. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's all over. <laughs> um, but we have to, we have to use the resources that we have. And right now that is so limited uh, because it's, we can't do any in-person resources, but if you have the the ability to support financially or even sending cards, there's been a yeah. lot of, of ladies in the lounge group on on facebook um mentioning you know they'll they'll go through their church directory and just call a person every day mm-hmm. um and see how they're doing which would be really important especially if you have older members or a lot of shut-ins or going through the directory and sending cards to everyone or checking in on people so that people know that we are still community we are still together Even, especially if, if you don't have the funds to to be giving a lot of extra money which some people may not there are yeah. you know there's other ways to to check in and and to give the the emotional and mental support that we also all are in desperate need of during this time. Well, and I'm going to I'm going to shout out Synod Communications again because mm-hmm. you want to talk about valuable things that don't necessarily have a dollar amount attached to them. Information is is power right now. Information is so valuable and so I think props are due to our communications team as they share how federal acts and bills that are being Mm. passed into law as a result of COVID-19, how that is going to affect our church workers. Not only that, but Mm -hmm. saying, look, we are entering some unprecedented times. Here's how you can protect yourself and your family. And just sort Mm -hmm. sort of sharing, sort of sifting through what something like the CARES Act means for people who work for the church and say, mm-hmm. you have this opportunity to protect your paycheck or apply for a small business loan to basically keep your livelihood. Cause we're, mm-hmm. I mean, we're seeing that as being, everyone is vulnerable to, to job loss at this point. But I mean, we certainly want to do whatever we can to make sure that our church workers are being cared for. Certainly. So I think that that is, yeah. That has been really fantastic too. So the um, the cards of encouragement, I actually, this was, if you're a homeschooler out there, make this a homework assignment because I did this and ah. it was fantastic. Every one of my children was assigned to send an encouragement card to somebody and we're going to do it again one of these days. But my son, and he did get permission to share this. So he uh, sent a note to his uh, fourth and fifth grade teacher, his Lutheran school teacher, Mrs. Mackey, who has been mentioned on this show before. <laughs> Mrs. Mackey! <laughs> Mrs. Mackey! Um, <laughs> and she asked, she, I did not know what went in the note, but she was so tickled, she sent me a photo of it. And I just got to read it out loud. Um, yes. Embarrass my son a little bit. Dear Mrs. Well, Mackey, uh, you won't need a Kleenex. I'm kidding. No. <laughs> Dear Mrs. Mackey, <laughs> I understand that there is a virus going around. I also understand that it is affecting the elderly over 60. Now, I am by no means stating that you are over 60. You don't look a day over 18. What I am saying is... (laughs) 
What I am saying is to keep an eye out. You are very dear to me, Chris. So (laughs) it does. He he took five sentences and it made my day. It made her day. It made, you know, it just, it does not take much to get out a note card, write a few sentences, maybe end with, you are very dear to me because this is so true and pop it in the mail and bring a smile to somebody's face. Um, yeah. Do it every day for a month. I tried it and lasted four days, but I'm going to pick it back <laughs> up again because I think it's a good thing that the you know that we encourage the people in our family and in our church communities this way. Anyway, yeah, I love and it. And if I've you don't want to spend of- money on stamps, uh, you can also text an email because <laughs> stamps aren't cheap. True. <laughs> I guess an idea I have, which is more forward looking, but like. While we, there is stuff we can do, certainly, and you guys named all the things that were on my mind as far as how we'd be able to care for for pastors and church workers. But I think maybe thinking ahead and tucking this away in in the back of our minds for once this is finally over, considering at that point, maybe doing something special for your pastor to like, okay, you made it through this. It was hard, but take here it taken a take a week away or you know do do a bed and breakfast or something somewhere mm. or said do something to care for them once this is finished uh to sort of acknowledge that the time has passed but take some time to, to sort of extra recover and decompress and that sort of thing there are some you know there's there are resources that are available to to pastors even even now, I know they're doing extra stuff with Soldiers of the Cross um, mm-hmm. to provide support for pastors who are going through hard times. But maybe especially after after this is all done, think about that then as far as things you can do to provide some some extra care, maybe a retreat or something like that. That he oh, and his for wife sure. That would yeah. be awesome. You know, I think about places like Doxology or Grace Place yeah. or Shepherd's Canyon yeah. or something where exactly. they can, the, the pastors uh, who have been pouring themselves out can refill a little bit. I love that, Erin. Yeah. And their wives, too. Uh, shout yes. out to all the pastor's wives <laughs> who are also right. going through this uh, right. alongside their husbands. <laughs> Right. It's, it's not easy they're for, picking up for on that technology too yeah yes. well yeah and a lot of them are are you know uh, a two-person team putting this i've seen right. pictures right. and and stories <laughs> that that the church services are literally done by the pastor and his wife so yeah. right. shout out to all you pastor's wives too who are, yes, are uh, trucking through this too <laughs> yeah. yeah so i think that one of the greatest things that i've seen in this whole entire experience is how great people are being to each other. I mean, you've seen all the viral things <laughs> out on their balcony singing opera and like putting signs up. And we have this thing in our neighborhood. I don't know if it's a if it's a national thing that's happening, but I know in our neighborhood, people will put up teddy bears in their windows. And so when families huh. go for walks. It's it's bear hunting basically, and so if you see a bear on your walk, you you know you get a point or whatever. So it has been it has been such a joy to see how people are being so excellent with each other and to each other. Um, even through the church, one of our local congregations is 
they're on SLU's campus, St. Louis University, and they are sort of in the heart of like hospital row. So we have Mm -hmm. two very, very renowned hospital, children's hospitals in the area. And so what they did, uh, it was, it's Reliant Community. They, what they did was they assembled, uh, I think they've been assembling lunches for the staff at one of those children's hospitals. And if you check it out on Facebook, you see basically this table lined with lunches that were prepared by this church in service to um, the, the community at large. And so people are stepping up. And I think that as much as we are worried about the future and anxious about the future, and that is, it's almost crippling to have to deal with that anxiety and yet get on with your life. Um, mm-hmm. It is so cool to see people and congregations stepping up and serving their neighbors. Um, so I think to everyone out there who is helping out wherever they can, keep up the good work and, and just thank you for cheerfully serving your neighbor and serving the Lord through that. Um, Amen. But I, I do think too that as we are living in service to God and service to neighbor, it's also important to make sure that you're also taking care of yourself. You cannot give of yourself when you're basically your reserves have run out. And so I think sort of to wrap this all up and put a nice little bow on it, I was going to share some things that are helping me right now, practice some self care. I know that's kind of a buzzword right now, but, um, (laughs) It is, I think, more critical than ever because I'm, I don't know about anyone else, but I'm going stir crazy here sometimes. And so um, it's <laughs> yeah. not only it's not only staying healthy, it's not only washing your hands and standing six feet apart from somebody. It's staying sane, too, um, mm-hmm. and making sure that you're taking care of your mental health and your emotional health and your spiritual health as well. So for me... Thankfully, the weather has been pretty nice here in St. Louis. And so one of the things that that I have been trying to make a point to do every day is to go on a walk. 20-minute, 30-minute walk with my husband and my dog. Just basically breathe in some fresh air, hunt for bears, get the sun on my <laughs> face. Um, I think a lot of people are taking advantage of that now especially with the weather getting nicer oh for sure Um, and And it's it's worth pointing out that no single stay at home order prevents you from getting out and exercising they all have that as a loophole Mm -hmm. get out of your house go for a walk i go for a run um feel so much better afterwards Mm -hmm. (laughs) and at this point i don't know about anybody else but i mean i have a pretty sedentary job but even then like the steps i take to get to work to get ready for work, to go to meetings. Like I, before the pandemic, I was, I was probably averaging 10 to 12,000 steps a day. I was trying to get that in and that included some structured walking breaks. But now like I'm lucky to get 3000 steps someday. Same. I'm not going to lie to you. So, <laughs> I like, never even thought of that. Yeah. yeah. So like, My step count so is much so much closer low. to the bathroom here. 
right? And it's just a big building and stairs right. to walk around every hour. Yeah. yeah. If if I don't take an actual walk, um, my step count is pathetically low right yeah, now, which is probably not healthy. I'm also just not standing up as much, which is also – and I don't have a standing right. desk here. I have a standing desk right. at work, but not here. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to have to yeah. give some thought to this because I hadn't even considered that part of the, like – the activity that came from working in an office. What? This yeah, has opened my eyes. <laughs> there are days <laughs> when I have paced around the house just to get more steps in because right. I just haven't moved. Because <laughs> when my Fitbit's like, buzz, buzz, time to get 250 steps in. When I'm at work, I'm like, okay, time to go take a whiz. But like right. now exactly. it's like five steps. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Oh, so, so my, we need we need my... like walking buddies to like walk around yeah. our blocks with each with right. each other every hour Absolutely. or something. <laughs> so my my encouragement, my admonishment to people, um, be active as much as you can. Um, but to also, you know, that can be a lot for people. Like getting out of bed on some days for people is a small victory in itself. We celebrate those small victories to be sure. But as you are being active and eating as nutritiously as possible, um, which is also very important. Haven't been following that rule very much at all. Um, <laughs> just treat yourself with a little grace and forgiveness. Like this is a new, this is a new era for people. And I think we're all sort of trying to figure out where we fit in and where our lifestyles fit into this. And so mm -hmm. do what you can and treat yourself with grace. And I think you'll turn out better for it. That's my personal two cents anyway. I mentioned yeah. earlier the gratitude that I feel, and that's been actually a change um, that I've been trying to lean into the gratitude. Uh, mm. It doesn't come naturally, but to really pay attention to this pandemic is giving us space in our lives that we might not have had. And I we joke about the sourdough. But I'm just amazed by the number of families that are saying, okay, let's let's learn something new. Let's do sidewalk chalk or stained glass windows or mm -hmm. let's, you know, start some seeds. Let's try to learn how to bake bread. We made donuts uh, this morning at my house. Yes. Uh, yeast donuts, they were amazing, <laughs> better than Krispy Kreme. Um, but I also, one thing that I sat down with my kids early on in this crisis, um, we sat down and we talked about um, monks because <laughs> mm. we're all monks now. But for many, and I know that, that Lutherans have a complicated relationship with monasticism in general, but I, I think that for many centuries, the monastic orders really embraced this idea of cloistered living um, so that they could focus on the things that really mattered. And so now we're all sort of forced to do this. And if we lean into it rather than lean back, um, <laughs> what I've found in my in my home is that this is a great time if you've let the habit of um, personal or family devotion slip. Now's the time. You've got the time. You've got this, the brain space to to do this. We're reading more books. We are being more intentional about digging into the Word of God together and making sure that we find some way on Sunday morning to get some worship life into us. Um, but it, it, I'm, I'm trying to be grateful, but the more I try, the easier it gets 
to realize that that this has been a grace infused opportunity mm. to lean in to the mm -hmm. good, the simple, the quiet uh, mm -hmm. things in life. It's it definitely gives you more space to to think and to be. And something else that I wanted to point out is that there the the grief that's associated with all of this is very real. Um, mm -hmm. And and you can we we talk a lot with Heidi Gaiman about uh, these paradoxes, you know, holding two things that that you know are kind of opposites. But it's okay to to you know have gratitude for some things and to understand that that other people are maybe suffering more than you are and and that there's a reason why mm -hmm. we're all at home to protect our neighbors uh you know social distancing is is in place so that we don't all infect each other but at the same time we are missing out on things there's a lot of yeah. people who who had to cancel trips my husband and i were supposed to go on our 10-year anniversary trip to chicago um, you know this month uh to see the ring cycle from wagner it was it, it was gonna yeah. be a huge production um and it, you I'm know, so it, sorry, maybe, Sarah. I, but yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh, but the, the the grief around around missing things that we have been looking forward to is real. And you know, Brie talking about giving yourself grace, um, and and but also giving yourself the space to grieve. It is sad mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. we won't be able to do these things. We are going to miss out on stuff that we've been planning. Um, you know, and and just the grief of of not being able to be together. To give yourself the space and the time to to feel that and to, to work through it. Um, and if if you live with some someone else or, or other people, to talk about it and to not ignore it because because it is it is a very valid emotion at this point. Mm -hmm. um, and and to work. To work through that but also to have the gratitude that because those things aren't happening that it it does open up space and time to do other things and to replace those memories with other things um even though there is when that week comes for us that we should have been in chicago it's gonna be sad because yeah you know we're missing a kind of a really important thing that we were really looking forward oh, to yeah. <laughs> yeah well and i think of all of the graduations and the mm, call, days call day and the senior proms and the weddings and the funerals like yeah we we're supposed to be talking this about is... confirmations right now that was right. on the yeah. calendar and my son is <laughs> right. confirmed and i don't know when it's gonna happen Felt yeah. dinners and cakes like come on this is a joyous time for a lot of <laughs> people and yeah. none of that is happening right now and that just mm -hmm. stinks yeah. And yeah. to your to your point about grief, Sarah, too, um, something that I realized that I've actually been trying to tell my direct reports at work is when all is said and done and we start returning to the office, that's going to be an adjustment. So right. now that we're used to working from home every day and working around our, our spouse's classes and switching <laughs> rooms when we have to switch rooms... We're going to go back to work. We're going to have to get out of bed an hour early to get ready and mm -hmm. can't just roll out of bed and go to work. Like there it's, it's going to be like another wave of grieving. It's going to be another mm -hmm. wave of adjusting. And so I can't speak up enough for the importance of therapy, for the importance mm -hmm. of counseling. Mm -hmm. It can be yep. a pastor. It could be a professional Whatever it is you want to do, I think that counseling and, and therapy of that nature is just one of God's gifts to us. And if you, and you are don't, in the position, you don't have to wait either. 
No, because no, absolutely not. I know my brother is a counselor and he's he's working with clients just like we're doing right now on the video that you mm -hmm. it's that anytime right. you feel like you're overwhelmed, reach out and there will be right. someone who's able to as, talk to you. As there have been advanced technological advancements with church services like telehealth has exploded in the last week. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, our, our marriage counselor is like, we got an email the other day. She said, Oh, your next appointment is going to be over like Skype or whatever. So like, do it. Even if you feel like there is nothing wrong, but you want to address what's going on in the world around you, like therapy is for everybody. And when I mm -hmm. say that I go to marriage counseling, it's not because our relationship is terrible or on the rocks or anything like that. We just go because it's helpful to say things to a third party and sort mm -hmm. of decompress and express and we're better people after the fact. So even if you feel normal, even if you feel like there's nothing wrong, um, therapy is for everybody. And I'll just, I will talk that up until my last breath. Um, <laughs> so if you have, if you have the ability to do so, Seek it out. Yeah. and you, But you know what is not necessarily for everybody? And I found this out when I took a break um, a week or two ago. There is no rule that says you have to be on Apple News or Facebook. Oh, yes. Or yes. If, Good point. If your media or social media <laughs> is creating anxiety in you, you can turn it off. A bunch of us oh, yeah. um, in the lounge Facebook group did it for 48 hours um, what was that? A week to, well, we're recording this beforehand. So we did it. It happened and it was so good. Oh my goodness. My brain yeah. rested. I felt more at peace. And, and now I'm, you know, trying now to limit my exposure to a couple of times a day because, um, I just can't handle it. I can't handle yeah. the nonstop 24 mm seven -hmm. news and social media coming at me. It doesn't yeah. help. I, this is like Step the longest, the longest extending news cycle ever. <laughs> the yeah. only thing that we've been hearing about for weeks is the pandemic. And, and it's, it's, I mean, it's good to be informed to know what's happening, you know, the, the new regulations or whatever, and, and to at least be aware of what's going on around you, but, but there not is every limit. 15 minutes. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I mean, it's, it, it is anxiety inducing to only hear, be hearing about that all the time. <laughs> Make space for memes and dog videos too, guys. Yes. And like, <laughs> just Pay attention to the funny shenanigans. Yeah. So, <laughs> I have found that I've had to had to make it a point and this isn't necessarily my usual mode because I am an introvert and I usually get along fine with with what I get at work and that sort of thing but I've had to make it a point to be intentional about basically asking for my friends to spend time with me like hey, can we schedule a walk in the park? We will walk six feet away from each other, but can we actually put that on the calendar and meet there so that I can actually see that person and interact with them? Um, and even though that isn't maybe, you know, depending on who you are, that might not be your usual way of, you know, interacting, um, these are special times. So, if you're someone especially who who lives alone um 
ask for it. <laughs> Reach out we'll get and say, it. hey, I'm I am lonely. I need some I need to I need to talk. Um and and you your friends like you. That's why they're your friends. They will they will want to talk with you. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Definitely do that too. That's yeah. fantastic advice to advocate for yourself um mm -hmm. with the people who love you but may not know how best to help you so tell them yeah and they will i hope yeah, <laughs> yeah. well because they're your extra friends are lonely too so <laughs> <laughs> that is true exactly <laughs> all right brie uh, uh you mentioned putting a bow on this about 15 minutes ago so <laughs> <laughs> That's a 15 uh, what, bow. What That's else? a big bow. Did, what, what else did you have for us before we wrap this up? Or was I, that it? <laughs> I think that's it. That's, okay. People are great. People are good to each other. People are stepping up. As much as it stinks right now, it's also kind of excellent. That's my yeah. final thought on that issue. Yeah. That, that's the great thing about the Facebook group. Uh, shout out to all the ladies in the Facebook group, which is uh, the Lutheran Ladies Lounge on Facebook. That, that that community started digitally, virtually, whatever you want, however you want to call it. So that community is still there for everyone. So if you're not in the Lutheran Ladies Lounge Facebook group yet, join the Lutheran Ladies Lounge. As always, you can find our podcast episodes, which are perfect for listening to in social isolation. Find our podcast <laughs> at kfu.org slash Lutheran Ladies Lounge uh, or search for us on your favorite podcasting app. Uh, we will we will uh, come to you with another episode next week. It may have something else to do about, um, I don't know, pandemics. Maybe <laughs> you'll just have to tune in and find out. You're listening to the Luther Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. Oh, what the heck? I'm Brie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Rachel, wherever I am. <laughs>